0: Did you know that on July 1st, 1981, four people were viciously murdered in their Los Angeles mid-century rental house? The crime remains unsolved today. The crime was allegedly drug-related and may have been tied to a brutal home invasion just a few days prior. The Wonderland Gang was a group of drug dealers involved in the Los Angeles cocaine trade during the early 1980s. Their home base was on Wonderland Avenue in the Laurel Canyon section of Los Angeles, California. The alleged mastermind was by organized crime figure and nightclub owner, Eddie Nash. Nash, his henchman, Gregory Diles, and porn star John Holmes were arrested, tried, and acquitted for their involvement in the murders. What happened in that house on that brutal day? And will the killers ever be brought to justice? Welcome to Nightmare Houses. The permits for the residential dwelling in Laurel Canyon on Wonderland Ave were drawn in March 1960. Laurel Canyon is focused on its central thoroughfare, Laurel Canyon Boulevard. However, unlike nearby canyon neighborhoods, Laurel Canyon has houses lining up on one side of the main street most of the way up to Mulholland Drive. Many side roads branch off the main canyon, but most are not through streets, reinforce the self-contained nature of the neighborhood. Laurel Canyon became a nexus of counterculture activity and attitudes in the mid-1960s and early 1970s. It became famous as the home to many of L.A.'s rock musicians, including Cass Elliott of the Mamas and Papas, Joni Mitchell, Frank Zappa, Jim Morrison of the Doors, Carol King, The Birds, Buffalo Springfield, Canned Heat, John Mayle, members of the band The Eagles, the band Love, Neil Young, Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys, James Taylor, Jackson Brown, Bonnie Raitt, Linda Ronstadt, and many others. In particular, Cass Elliott's home was considered one of Laurel Canyon's biggest party houses, with all-night drug-fueled sleepovers while attended by the era's hippie musicians and movie stars. This neighborhood would continue to be known for its wild and crazy drug field parties decades later The original owners of the property were Edward Tracy, John Pugh, and Scott Brady There's little information about these early owners, but they all had ties to the film industry Scott Brady, born Gerard Kenneth Tierney, was a film and television actor And was best known for his role in western films and as a ubiquitous television presence He's best known for his title role in the television series, Shotgun Slayer between 1959 and 1960. The residence appears to have been built as an investment property. The dwelling is simple and modern in design, and is off-white in color. It's a detached, single-family, two-story dwelling with an attached garage. It is a simple, modern rectangular structure, neatly stacked with the attached garage at the street level, with full-width, shallow balconies on each of the two upper levels. The first floor has off-centered French doors and one single door opening to the balcony, while the upstairs has a symmetrically placed French door that also opens to the balcony. The balcony railings are iron bars with oval shapes interlaced into the bars. These balconies face the street. The roof is flat and the lot is narrow. Outdoor narrow concrete steps lead from the lower garage level up to the first floor on both sides of the property. Because the property was a rental, it's difficult to track down all of the occupants during the 1960s and 70s. It's believed that members of the band Paul Revere and the Raiders were once occupants of the residence. However, this area was a known drug and party place, and it's presumed that drugs and parties were common at the rental home. By 1980, the two-bedroom house was leased to Joy Miller. Joy and her live-in boyfriend, William Billy DeVral, were the usual occupants of 8763 Wonderland. Their friends, Ron Launius and his wife Susan, essentially became long-term houseguests. These two couples, and several other friends and associates, became known as the Wonderland Gang. The Wonderland Gang mainly trafficked in the cocaine trade of the era. Still, despite its role as the most influential and feared cocaine distributorship in Los Angeles, some of its members were heroin addicts. Drugs were regularly dealt from the residents on Wonderland Ave. Although the gang was mainly known for its drug sales, it also gained revenues through burglaries and armed robberies of rival drug dealers. The Wonderland gang consisted of the following their leader Ron Lee Lanius, William Raymond Billy DeVrell, David Clay Lind, Tracy Raymond McCourt, Joy Audrey Gold Miller, and their associates Susan A. Murphy Lanius and Barbara Lee Butterfly Easton Richardson. The leader of the gang was Ron Lanius, born in 1944. He was a United States Air Force veteran of the Vietnam era. He had been dishonorably discharged and convicted of smuggling heroin. For from Vietnam back to the States in the coffins of American service members. Lanius married Susan Murphy in Carson City, Nevada on April 16th, 1971. In May 1974, he was arrested for and charged with the 1973 murder of a reputed police drug informant who had been killed over a botched drug deal. After a critical witness for the prosecution died in an unrelated police shootout, the murder charges against Lanius were dropped. That year, however, Lanius was convicted of smuggling heroin and cocaine across the U.S.-Mexico border and eventually served three years of an eight-year sentence in federal prison. Lanius was known for remaining composed under pressure. His bold and fearless nature led to his dominance in the drug trade. His wife, Susan Murphy Lanius, born in 1951, was not an official member of the gang, but she had her own drug habit. William Billy DeVrell was born in 1937 and was considered Lanius's right hand man and voice of reason. He was characterized as an otherwise decent individual, lured into the drug world because of the easy money. DeVrell worked as an over head crane operator, and was a heroin user. He had been arrested 13 times for his addiction, which is part of the reason why he stayed with the gang. DeVral experienced self-loathing for his actions, during which he expressed a desire to stop dealing with and using illegal drugs. Joy Audrey Gold Miller, who was born in 1935, was Billy DeVral's girlfriend, and she was also the leaseholder of the Wonderland House. Miller had two adult daughters and was the ex-wife of a Beverly Hills attorney. She was a heroin user who had fallen in with the Wonderland gang through her self-immersion in the drug culture. She had been arrested 7 times, treated for breast cancer, and in early 1981 had a double mastectomy. David Clay Lind, born in 1938, was a biker, heroin addict, and a member of the Aryan Brotherhood who befriended Lanius when the two men served time in prison. Lind had been incarcerated several times for armed burglary, forgery, assault, and assault with the intent to commit rape. In 1981, at Lanius' behest, Lynn traveled to Los Angeles to join the Wonderland gang and assist them in running drugs. Lynn and Barbara Richardson rode to the Wonderland house on Lynn's motorcycle and slept on the living room sofa. Barbara Lee Easton Richardson married Walter Richardson in 1977 after graduating from Sacramento Cordova High School in 1976. At 22, she was associated with David Lynde. Lind claimed she was his girlfriend, despite being 20 years older than her, and she was married. It was thought that Lind and Richardson were police informants in the Sacramento area not long before they traveled to the Wonderland residence. The gang sold to many folks in the area, and adult entertainment legend John Holmes was a frequent visitor. Holmes was friendly with the gang and would purchase or scratch cocaine from them. By this time, Holmes had developed an over $1,500 per day cocaine habit. It was in late 1981 that a mutual friend introduced Holmes to Chris Cox, owner of the Odyssey nightclub. In turn, Cox introduced Holmes to Eddie Nash, the drug dealer who owned several nightclubs in Hollywood. was a Palestinian-born nightclub owner. He was also an organized crime figure. All the while affiliated with Nash, Holmes was closely associated with the Wonderland Gang. On June 29, 1981, Lanius Devrell, Lind, and another Wonderland Gang member, Tracy McCourt, committed a brutal home invasion and armed robbery at the home of Eddie Nash. The incident resulted in Nash's bodyguard, Gregory Diles, being shot and injured. Tracy McCourt was the driver of the stolen 1975 Ford Granada that carried the Wonderland Gang to Eddie Nash's home on the night of the robbery. Originally, McCourt was designated to take part in the home invasion. However, a day before the event, conspirator David Lynn took away McCourt's handgun, and McCourt was regulated to driving duty. Nash immediately suspected that porn star John Holmes had been involved, as he had been at Nash's house three times on the morning of the attack, at which times Holmes left the sliding door open. Nash sent Dials to retrieve Holmes for questioning. Dials supposedly spotted Holmes walking around Hollywood wearing one of Nash's rings and brought him back. Scott Thorson, a former boyfriend of Liberace, who was in Nash's house to buy drugs, claimed he witnessed Holmes being tied to a chair and repeatedly punched and his family threatened until he revealed the assailant's identities. The next day, on June 30th, the two couples, along with Barbara Richardson, who was sleeping over that night, were at the house on Wonderland Ave. At or around 3 a.m. on July 1st, 1981, just two days after the robbery, an unknown number of unidentified assailants entered the Wonderland Avenue residence, intending to murder everyone inside. While the occupants were in bed, the assailants used a combination of hammers and metal pipes to beat each of the occupants of the Wonderland wonderland home to death barbara richardson's bloodied body was found on the living room floor beside the couch where she had slept that night joy miller was found on her bed with billy devrell at the foot of the bed in an upright position leaning against the tv stand a bloody hammer was found on their bed Ron Lanius was found beaten to death on his bed with his gravely injured wife Susan behind him on the floor. Both bedrooms had thoroughly been searched and ransacked. Despite suffering from severe brain damage in the attack, Susan ultimately survived that night. Although neighbors later reported hearing loud screams around 3am, no one called the police until 4pm on July 1st, over 12 hours later, when furniture movers working at the house next door to the residence heard Susan. moaning and went over to investigate. While she survived, Susan suffered severe head trauma and part of her skull needed to be surgically removed. She also suffered amnesia and a severed finger from the attack. Her recollection was only of three shadowy figures beating them. The house was notorious for round-the-clock mayhem and debauchery. When questioned, neighbors said the Wonderland Gang's drug-fueled parties often included loud, violent screaming and disruptive noise, so when they heard the murders, they believed another party was taking place. On the night of the murders, neither Lynde nor McCourt were present during the attack. Lynde was consuming drugs with a male prostitute in a motel while McCourt was at his own home. It appeared appears that most of the victims attempted to fight back. The Los Angeles Police Department detectives Tom Lang and Robert Souza led the murder investigation and searched Nash's home a few days after the crime. There, they found more than $1 million worth of cocaine and some items stolen from the Wonderland Avenue home. An initial theory of the murders centered on Holmes. His left palm print was found at the crime scene on Lanius's headboard. He was arrested and charged with four counts of murder in March 1982. The prosecutor, Los Angeles Deputy District Attorney Ron Cohen, attempted to prove Holmes was a willing participant who betrayed the gang after not getting a total share of the loot from the Nash robbery. However, Holmes's court-appointed defense lawyers successfully presented Holmes as one of the victims, who the real killers had forced to give them entry to the house before the murders occurred. After a publicized three-week trial, Holmes was acquitted of all criminal charges on June 26, 1982. For refusing to testify or cooperate with authorities, he spent 110 days in jail for contempt of court. Shortly after the murders, Holmes' first wife, Sharon Gabeni Holmes, stated that he had told her he had known the people on the Wonderland Ave home and had been there shortly before the murders occurred. She did not divulge any additional information to the police. Holmes died on March 13, 1988, due to AIDS complications. A month before he died, two Los Angeles Police Department detectives visited Holmes at the Veterans Administration Hospital, where he was convalescing, to question him about the murders. Nothing came from this visit because Holmes was barely awake and his responses to their questions were incoherent. A month after his death, Gabini stated in an interview with the Los Angeles Times that on the morning of the murders, Holmes had arrived at her house with blood splattered on his clothes and recounted how he led three thugs to the tightly secured drug house on Wonderland Avenue, escorted them in, and stood by as they bludgeoned the five people inside. She said Holmes never told her the names of the three other assailants. In 1990, Nash was charged in California State Court with having planned the murders, and Diles was charged as a participant Thorson testified against them, but the trial ended with a hung jury voted 11 to 1 for conviction. A second trial in 1991 ended in acquittal for both Nash and Diles. Diles died from liver failure in 1997. David Lynn's position in the drug underworld was and remains murky due to allegations by rival drug dealers that he worked as a police informant. Lynn died of a heroin overdose in 1995. In the years following the Wonderland murder, McCourt was reported to have moved to Colorado. He spent considerable time in the Colorado prison system, but when he was free, he operated a successful mobile phone franchise. In 2001, he reportedly had been wanted by the Colorado Springs Police Department for assault with a deadly weapon and failure to comply on the original charge of distribution of a Schedule II controlled substance. McCourt ultimately died in 2006. In 2000, after a four-year joint investigation involving local and federal authorities. Nash was arrested and indicted on federal charges under the Racketeer Influenced and Corrupt Organizations Act, known as RICO, for running a drug trafficking and money laundering operation, conspiring to carry out the Wonderland murders, and bribing the sole holdout juror of his first trial. Nash, already in his 70s and suffering from emphysema and other ailments, agreed to a plea bargain in September 2001. He admitted to bribing the lone holdout in his first trial with $50,000 and pleaded guilty to the RICO charges and money laundering. He also admitted to having ordered his associates to retrieve stolen property from the Wonderland Avenue house, which could have resulted in violence, including murder, yet he denied having planned the murders. In the end, Nash received a a four-and-a-half-year prison sentence and a $250,000 fine. No one was ever convicted of the four murders and the attempted murder of Susan. The case remains unsolved, though the likely killers are gone now. The last known transaction of the property in Wonderland Out was in 1998. The home is still privately owned and appears to be used as a rental, with an approximate rental of $3,000 per month. Listings do not mention the events of July 1981. Today, the home's exterior looks remarkably similar to that of the horrific July morning in 1981. Getting caught up in the illegal drug trade is always dangerous, and it appears that this was a case of revenge. It's unknown if the property is haunted, but the gruesome deaths that occurred on that early July morning in 1981 appear to be the only confirmed deaths in the house to date. Thank you for listening to Nightmare Houses. For more information, including photos and references, please visit www.nightmarehouses.com. Until next time. Goodbye.